and welcome back to the Yes Longevity Podcast where we give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Hi, I am Chris Borda, owner of Yes Fitness, coming to you from our group exercise room today. I appreciate you taking a little time this afternoon on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon to listen to what I have to say. Just get rid of a little bit of quick housekeeping here right now. Starting next Monday is our COVID cleanup challenge. That challenge is designed specifically to help get rid of the consequences of the COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic. Things like poor nutrition, things like not getting enough exercise and activity in, reducing some stress, getting a little bit better sleep, right? All those things, we want to address that, and we're going to give away a one-year free membership to Yes Fitness for the winner of that challenge. So jump on board right now. You'll see a link right above this uh, podcast today and uh, get started. I mean, what better time than now? Studies show you need to exercise and get enough sleep to improve your immune system, to fight off COVID-19. And studies show that gyms are not a place that you're going to catch COVID-19. It's just not being spread. So head on down, check us out, and uh, let's get things going back in the right direction. Today what I'd like to talk about is low back pain, tightness, and stiffness. There's probably one of the biggest things that I hear out there all the time is, oh, my back is sore, my back is so tight, it's stiff, and it leaves you not feeling good, it leaves you not doing what you want to do for that day. So I thought I'd put together six exercises or so that you can do specifically if you have some tightness and stiffness in your back. And then I put together, I think, about seven exercises that you can do that once you start feeling better to help develop some core strength, okay? Because it's a core strength. That strength from your backside all the way up into your back, your anterior to posterior sides, all that needs to be strengthened to try to keep off, keep away that stiffness and that tightness in your back. Now, before I get too far into this broadcast, I want to urge you that if you're experiencing any back pain, Go to a professional, okay? You need to see someone. You don't want to, you know, take a chance and, and mess it up, make it worse than it already is if, if your back's pain, okay? I'm having a little bit of um, technical difficulty here, so give me a second to fix my computer. Um... It's on it right there. Uh, we have some real problems here. Just give me a second. Uh, I need my glasses to be able to see the computer. I'm still here, still here. All right, here we go. Oh, I don't need my glasses for this time. My glasses over there. All right, so. Apologize for that, we had some technical difficulty. So let me just start this all over again, okay? One of the biggest complaints I get, something I hear all the time is, my back is tight, my back is stiff, it's not allowing me to do what I want to do during the day. I don't feel like doing anything because I just get up and my back is sore and tight, I get out of the chair, it's sore and tight. You know, all day long it's sore and tight. 
what can I do about that? And hey, we don't want to be going through life pain, discomfort, or anything like that. So I put together six, six of my go-to exercises, okay, for someone that's had a stiff back and a tight back. And then I put together you know, about seven exercises for when that back is feeling better, when it's no longer tight, it's no longer stiff, when you're ready to go to help develop some core strength and uh, get you going in the right direction. So, before I go any further with this broadcast, I want to urge you that if you're experiencing pain, back pain, go see a healthcare provider, okay? There's a difference between pain and stiffness. Tightness and pain are different things, okay? Go see a physical therapist, a chiropractor, your doctor. You don't want to injure it any more than it may already be injured. It's better safe than sorry when it comes to the back. We don't want to take back pain lightly. So get some, get, get it checked out if you're really having some pain. So we're going to talk about, we're going to follow the philosophies of the teaching of Stuart McGill, Dr. Stuart McGill. And he is a professor at the University of Waterloo at Waterloo, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, in Canada. He is a world-renowned lecturer and an expert in spine function, injury prevention, and rehabilitation. Guy knows what he's talking about studies the spine for decades now. So Dr. Stuart McGill advises against exercises that call cause spinal flexion or rotation. Okay, when we do example would be doing sit-ups or crunches or Russian twists or maybe scorpions. We want to stay away from those type of exercises. The reason for that is research has shown repetitive flexion of the spine which occurs during crunches and sit-ups is the number one way to herniate or rupture a disc. So let me say that one more time. Research shows that repetitive crunches and sit-ups is the number one way to herniate or rupture a disc. Some joint healthy substitutes for those exercises, those go-to exercises for so many people that really are not good for your body, or planks, bridges, stability ball rollouts, bird dogs, and cable chops, things like that. Now understand that there is no such thing as an exercise program that is beneficial for all back pain. Back pain suffers. And again, if you have a back pain, you're going to go see a specialist, right? But to broadly just prescribe, hey, you've got some back pain, go do some yoga or Pilates. To someone that's under, in, experiencing undefined back pain is just irresponsible. You just can't do that. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of great practitioners in yoga and Pilates, but every single exercise should be justified and then modified if necessary to suit that particular person's situation. So one thing that Dr. McGill stresses is spine fractures occur much more in the morning than later in the day. And he really advises strongly advises against anyone getting up in the morning and doing bending exercises, pulling your knees into your chest, doing sit-ups or any other kind of thing. And he has some specific reason for that, okay? The spine is more prone to injury first thing in the morning than later in the day. Be careful first thing in the morning, especially if you're just rolling out of bed and heading down to the gym, it's right around the corner, or you're scooting down into your basement to do exercise. 
It would be much wiser to wait an hour or so. Go for a walk, okay? Maybe make breakfast, make some lunch, get your clothes out, shave, whatever it is. Let gravity squeeze out some of the water. So the discs between each vertebrae, right here are the discs in between each vertebrae, are packed with very concentrated protein chains that love water. Your discs are hydrophilic, which means they love water. They suck up fluids. So when you're in bed at night, you're actually shorter. When you go to bed at night, you're actually shorter than when you wake up in the morning because your discs are all kind of full of fluids. And it makes it really hard to put your socks on in the morning, okay? It makes it harder. Your spinal discs are more inflated. There's less room to move. And actually, they don't like to move. And it puts three times more stress on your body. You got a fly in here today. Here today, I'm talking about some very back-friendly options you can use to lower your back for your low back is feeling stiff or tight, okay? One of the most common recommendations I hear for those who are experiencing low back discomfort or tightness is to completely do rest, do absolutely nothing. So contrary to belief, I'm gonna tell you here right now, complete rest isn't necessarily the best, necessarily the best option when dealing with sore and stiff backs. The most important thing to note is that you have more control than you think. The key is consistent, gentle movement and proper self-care. In some extreme cases, okay, in some extreme cases, complete rest might be warranted. However, the vast majority of the time, gentle movement can be extremely beneficial. Again, it's important to note that if you're experiencing any tweaking or stiffness, there is still a lot you can do in terms of self-care. Gentle movement and high, low level stability work in, pardon me, gentle movement and low-level stability work, not highest stability work, low-level stability work, can help to facilitate the recovery process and signal to your brain that you've got this. Obviously, use your best judgment and use common sense by not pushing through pain. So here are some of my go-to moves. Our members were in a similar situation that I work with them. I recommend performing breathing drills daily. Breathing drills. Yes, we get up and we think we know how to breathe, but most people don't. So perform some breathing drills, and I'm gonna go through them with you, okay? You wanna choose maybe one, two, or three of these activities. Make sure they're okay before you add some on. Perform them a few times a week or more if you see fit. Over time, you can get into a rhythm and perform all of them in a controlled circuit, like one right after another, a few times a week. Before I go any further, again, I highly recommend you see a PT or medical professional to help guide you through this, okay? For example, why that would be, the supine marching exercise, okay, which we'll be doing, might be bothersome for some of you who are sensitive to flexion. So the main gist of this broadcast is to give you an understanding that you can and should move and you have a lot more control than you might re realize you do, okay? Having said that, I really like the first three, three drills because they help to keep your back in a relatively neutral position. Over time, you want to slowly introduce more motion, but initially, these should feel relatively safe. And then when you're ready to go, 
I've included seven other exercises. These moves demonstrated are exercises that tend to be safe and non-threatening for most people, but obviously always consult with a medical professional and use common sense before attempting anything you're unsure of. So, there we have it. Let's get started. Let's get started doing some of these exercises. One thing you want to think of first, okay, is we're going to avoid a crunch motion, okay? Twisting. Anything like that, or if anything is going to cause flexion, we're definitely going to avoid that, all right? So the first thing I like to start off with is some myofascial release, okay? So I'm going to just take my shoe off here. For the purpose of demonstration, I'm going to have to stand up, which is not going to look good in the view here, but I want to be able to demonstrate for you. So you're going to take a little spiky ball like this, and you'll see a link for this in, in the broadcast and the, the type up front. Um, you would take this little ball, stand up, and just roll. Roll the bottom of your feet. Why is this going to help? The nerves on the bottom of your foot innervate into the pelvic region, okay? Into the lumbar region. And this just kind of calms them down. I can tell you from my own experience that if I sit at my desk in the office too long, but when I get up in the morning, I'm really stiff and it's hard for me to stand tall. All I do is take out this ball. I roll it for 15 to 20 seconds on each leg, just like this. Standing, sitting, whatever. And I can stand up and walk around and move like normal. It fixes it right, that easily. We do that with that all the time. I actually have a rock mat at home that when I brush my teeth, I walk on the rock mat. Rock mat. It's just like reflexology, right? They work on the bottom of the foot, so we're hitting the nerves that go and innervate into the lumbar spine and the pelvis region. So that's the first thing. I always like to start with that, okay? Then, the first exercise is we're gonna put our feet up, so, so feet up on a bench breathing drill. So I have a little bench here. We're gonna lie down and just relax our feet on the bench. We're going to think about getting our ribs down, okay? We don't want our ribs way up in the air. Just let those feet relax. Now I'm going to show you three different things here, okay? Three different ways to do this. It's a little diaphragmatic breathing. The first way is we're going to have our hand on our chest and a hand on our stomach. And when we take a nice deep breath in, we're going to think about our lower hand moving before our upper hand moves, okay? The hand on our stomach moves before the hand on our chest. So we're going to take a nice deep breath in. Then a long exhale. The second way to do it is to put your hands right on your, right on your sides, right, and touch those abdominal muscles. This time when I breathe in, I'm gonna think about pushing my abs into my hands, okay? So I'm gonna push, inhale, exhale. Always focused on filling the stomach, okay? The third way, best way I'd like to do it most of the time, teach people, is I put my hands on the lower ribs. And when I inhale, my fingertips are gonna come apart. That's kind of hard to see right now. But then when I exhale, my fingertips come together. Really long exhales. It feels like I'm doing a crunch. So one more time, inhale. And exhale. 
So you're gonna do that feet on the bench breathing drill for about two minutes. We wanna make sure that we're breathing correctly, that our chest isn't filling up with air before our stomach. We gotta make sure the diaphragm is working correctly. So that's drill number one. Drill number two is a cat-cow, okay? You've seen this before. We're gonna get on all four. And we're gonna let our pelvis anterior rotate or let our back sag in. Then we're gonna exhale and raise your back up like a scared cat. And then inhale and rock it back down again. So you're gonna rock back and forth like this for one to two minutes, nice and easy. In a range of motion, it does not cause any pain or discomfort. Just think about relaxing. Let's get that spine moving again correctly the way it's supposed to move. So once we've done that for one or two minutes, then we're gonna go to what we call quadruped rock back. So we're still back on our hands, okay? Now what you're gonna note here is that my back stays in its neutral position, okay? I'm not really arched. I'm not gonna let it flex like this. It's gonna stay in its neutral position. And I'm gonna push my backside back as far as I can where I can keep my back flat. I don't wanna to go to the point where I round my back like that. We're not doing a child's pose, okay? It's gonna be like this. There and back. There and back. Do not let your back round. If you go so far that your back rounds, you need to readjust, come forward a little bit and keep it in that neutral position, okay? And I'll talk about child's pose in a minute, okay? Then we're gonna do a glute bridge, okay? We're gonna perform five glute bridges at about 10 seconds hold. So this is what a glute bridge looks like. We're gonna lie down on our backs, and we're gonna take our hands, we're gonna grip the ground, okay? And you'll notice that when you grip the ground, I wanna grip you to grip the ground so hard that if I were to come by and try to pick up your finger, I can't pick up your finger. And when you do that, you're gonna feel your whole back engage. And we wanna engage those muscles from the shoulders all the way down the back, down backside to the back of your leg. That's how we really want to teach the body and the core to work. So we need to engage. So we're gonna grip that ground, okay? And then I want you to think about grabbing a valuable coin with your butt cheeks. And you're gonna hold that coin and try not to let, try not to drop that coin, okay? So we grip the ground, take a breath, grip that, that coin, raise your hips, pause for five seconds, Come back down and relax. Grip the ground, grab the coin, bring the hips up, pause for five seconds, and relax back down. Now when we come up onto that bridge, we wanna make sure that we're not arching our back. So the point isn't to go like this, okay? Notice my back is all arched. No, we wanna just get back up, keep everything tight, and get to right bang right there. So we have a nice neutral spine position when we get into the top of that bridge. The fifth exercise is going to be just a basic plank. Now you can do a plank either on the ground. I do not want you to plank on your knees. If you need to, you can plank on your elbows or in a tall plank position of a push-up position on something that's elevated. Maybe the end of your couch or even the back of your couch, your coffee table. But to really develop that core strength that we're looking for, we want to make sure that we're not doing it on our knees. Now we're only going to plank for 10 seconds at a time. 
We're not trying to go for a plank record here, a minute, two minutes. That is almost really a waste of your time, especially in the beginning. It's ideal for us to do about three to five reps for 10 seconds hold. So before I do that, I want to make sure we know how to breathe and engage the core properly. To engage the core properly, I want you to think about blowing out 100 birthday candles through pursed lips. So take a deep breath in and really blow really hard, like you're blowing through a straw, like you're going to blow out 100 birthday candles. You'll feel everything really tighten up. That is engaging the core. We've got to make sure that the core feels like that when we're doing a plank. So we get our feet set, we get onto our elbows, we blow out those 100 birthday candles. Get nice and tight, and we come into our plank position. We're just gonna hold it here, right? For about 10 seconds, and then relax back down. Engage everything nice and tight, and hit that plank again. Up and down like that, three to five times, 10 seconds, nice and easy. You don't wanna cause any kind of pain. And our last exercise in this first segment is our bird dog exercise. You've seen this before probably. You may have seen all these exercises before, but to do them together like this, when you have bites, back tightness and stiffness is what you want to try to accomplish. So let's get into our bird dog position on all four. Toes are dug into the ground. When we dig our teeth into the ground, it really turns on our backside. And now we're going to do three to five reps on each side and we're going to hold it for three seconds. So when we get into this position, when I go to lift my right, right hand, I grip the ground with my left hand. I grip the ground with my right foot. I will exhale, nice and long, hold it for five seconds, relax, grip the ground with my right hand, grip the ground with my left toe, exhale, relax down. You can do that, hold it five seconds, three to five times on each side. So those are the six exercises you're going to do if you have a tight back, or stiffness in your back. That's your feet. You're gonna roll the bottom of your foot. Then we're gonna do our feet flat, or pardon me, our feet up on the bench breathing drill. Then we're gonna do our cat cow. We do some rock backs. We're gonna do some glute bridges. We're gonna do some planks. We're gonna do some bird dogs. Now, as a special bonus here, I always like to do some press ups. Sometimes called McKenzie's, okay? Don't do this if it causes pain, but you're gonna be down, hands are here, you'll exhale, press up, don't arch your head up, keep your head in its neutral position, press up as far as you can go, pause, and come on back down again. Exhale, press up, and come on back down again. That should not cause any pain or discomfort anywhere if it does stop doing that. But what that does is, that opens up the spine and allows the disc to suck back in, kind of get back to where they belong. So it's a great exercise. That's a little bonus exercise right there for you today. So there's seven things you should do if your back is tight or stiff, okay? Now you notice that I didn't include yoga's child pose. There's a reason for that, okay? Some people experience a false sense of relief while going through this motion because it stimulates the back's stretch receptors, okay? That's what that movement does. It stimulates the back stretch receptors. In reality, the relief is fleeting. The pain symptoms typically return with a vengeance through the stress put on the back, in the lumbar spine, in those vertebrae, in those discs.
So yeah, listen, I can't tell you, I kind of can't even think of someone that hasn't said, oh yeah, that feels so good on my back. It's fooling you. Child's pose, okay? Probably get some backslash on this. The child's pose is just a false sense of relief. It's really not fixing anything. It's not helping your body to stay unstiff and untight over the long term. So let's move on to the exercises we're going to do now that you're not stiff anymore, you're feeling better, you're not tight. So these are some of our go-to exercises. We always start off with breathing. So we no longer have to have our, breathe, our feet up on the, the box anymore. We can have our breathing done on the ground. Again, we want to exhale really long. And inhale. Exhale. Nice deep exhale through the nose, an even longer, pardon me, nice deep inhale through the nose and an even longer exhale through your lips, okay? We're gonna do that for a minute or so. Then we're gonna do what we, something we call supine marching, okay? And what we're gonna do is we're gonna get down on our backs and we're gonna to try to make sure our back does not press down into the ground. We wanna keep it in its neutral position, so, but we do wanna get the ribs down. We don't wanna be arched up here like this. So let's get those ribs down a little bit. Let's bring those ribs down to the rib cage. And we're going to grip the ground Exhale hard and bring one leg up and any other leg up. Now from this position here, we're going to exhale, lower the leg and bring it back up to the start position. And then alternate to the other leg. There, in that position. You really need to be focused on what's going on with your low back. You don't want your back arching up or pushing flat into the ground, okay? You wanna keep a neutral position. To make this exercise a little bit harder, we would extend the leg further out. There. That nice, slow, controlled movement. Make it deliberate. And back. So that's our supine marching drill. You can do that six or eight times. Over time, you can increase that, as long as we're not having pain or discomfort, always focusing on the position of the low back. Then, you can go ahead and do that bird dog again. You're gonna extend the amount of time that you hold it out for. We're gonna hold it for 10 or 15 seconds, three to five reps on each side. After the bird dog, we have a side plank. Now side planks are a little challenge to do on an incline, although I would rather do it on an incline than the ground. But if you have to do it on the ground and you need to modify it on your knees, you can do a side plank on your knees. But the key to a side plank is when we're in our up position, that our shoulders are stacked over the elbow, or our hips are stacked, okay? And something you'll see all the time is that your feet are stacked. That puts more stress, more shearing forces on the lumbar spine. So we like to stagger that top foot forward. So you'll notice that my front foot is forward. And I hope it doesn't slide on the floor here today. So when I come forward, I'm gonna bring my hips forward and then I come up into my side plank. In this position, keep your head in its neutral position. Don't let it sag, don't curl under there, okay? We want to make sure our shoulders are right over that elbow. Hips are stacked. We don't want to be rounded in here. We don't want to be any kind of flexion there. Nice and straight all the way through. If that's too challenging, we're going to come down to our knees, bring those hips forward, and have that same straight line from your ear, shoulder, hip, and knee. 
We're gonna do side planks for 15 to 30 seconds, obviously both sides. Gonna start off slow with a single set and you can build up from there. You can make it a little bit longer and do multiple sets, but only start off with 10 or 15 seconds. Not an easy exercise if done correctly. Then we're back to our plank. You can do just a regular plank again, extending the length of time that you're holding it for from 10 seconds to 15 or 20 seconds, all the way up to 30 seconds. One right after another set. So do, do a rep, 15 seconds, rest, rep 15 seconds, rest 15 seconds until you can work your way up to a minute. From there, we're going to do a, what's called a crawl motion, okay? Just like we did when we were kids. So I should have enough room here to demonstrate a crawl. So we're gonna get into a bear crawl position. So we're in a nice quadruped position, then we're gonna leave, lift our hips up gently, probably about two inches off the ground so that the shin is parallel to the ground. And then we crawl, okay? Now when we're crawling, we want to make sure that we're not going all over the place like this. We want the torso not to move at all, okay? We don't want any motion in that torso. Here we are, exhale hard, okay? Blow out those candles, get that core engaged, and then step, 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 step. Challenging exercise, very important exercise. Crawling is something we should all be doing. It's a primitive pattern. And then we're finally we're gonna finish it up with what we call a curl up. One of McGill's favorite exercises. So we're going to lie on our back. We're going to take our fingers. We're going to intertwine them underneath the small of our back, just to the point where we can feel the small of our back in its natural position, where it should be a neutral spine. I'm going to take my fingertips underneath here. I'm going to make sure through this whole exercise that my back is touching those fingertips. Okay. I'm going to have one knee bent. I'm gonna exhale hard, I'm gonna lift my elbows, and then I'm just gonna curl up just a little bit. So notice the curl motion is in my thoracic spine, up in this part of my spine, not the lumbar spine. I'm making sure that back is right there, elbows are up, curl up, keep that chin tucked, don't let your head be here, keep it right about here. Then, as you get stronger, you can lift the bent knee, and then finally the straight leg. You stay in here, breathing hard, and relax down. So it's an isometric curl up. Again, that curl up motion is in the thoracic spine, not down here in the lumbar spine. And we want to make sure that we're teaching the spine to stay in its neutral position. That's why all these exercises, we're going to try to develop core strength so that the spine can be in the position it's supposed to be. You realize that the lumbar spine, yes, is designed to flex forward, but we don't do that motion in life. The only time we do that motion like this is maybe when we get out of bed in the morning, get up off the floor. It's not really advantageous for the spine to do that. And this lumbar spine, which is only five vertebrae, it's only designed to twist a total of 13 degrees. So 13 divided by five is a little over two degrees. Two degrees is that little bit. That's why we don't do any twisting motions that require the lumbar spine to twist. We want the twist to come from the thoracic spine or some hip movement. So there are those final exercises that you can do. Uh, supine breathing drill, the supine march, extend the leg longer as you get stronger. We got the bird dog again. We have side planks, planks, crawling, and a McGill curl up. Do those exercises. Once your back is starting to feel better, and you're gonna start to develop some core strength, 
And over time, you can say, hey, you know what? My back hasn't been stiff or tight in a long time. That's how it works. Consistently, light movement, engaging, stabilization drills, and it'll help over time. So that's what I have for you here today. I hope that helps. Um, if you need any help with any of this stuff, certainly give me a call. Stop by. I'd be more than happy to give you a hand with this. Um, and if it's really painful, you know you need to go to a healthcare professional. So thanks again for watching. I appreciate it. And you can get more insight on how to get fit, feel younger, live better next Tuesday at 3.30. Have a great night. And thanks for watching. Stay safe. Oh, turn this off. Sir.